looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days. As well as we're going to touch on a physical activity and a nutritional tip that will better assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode is going to end with the recommendation for the week. The recommendation could be anything from a podcast, a book, an article, a paper, anything that I think is going to help better educate ourselves toward the overall focus of the week. And if this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. So listen to just one mini-sode every week. And as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. I mean, you can start all the way over at mini-sode number one, or you can join up with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it'll help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is going to be quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you will truly inspire just by sharing your journey, both the challenges and the successes. You're going to be far more likely with a support system and a social network to be successful. Get someone that's chasing similar fitness goals as you and do this with them. And as you work on making your life healthier and you motivate your network through your positive actions and your lifestyle choices, the ripple effect, it's unimaginable with who will be touched by you motivating and posting, and including others in your journey. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote comes from Roman emperor and Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius said, Waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. Waste no time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. When you see someone excelling in what you want to be great at, Do you waste energy on jealousy, envy, comparison? Do you wish it was you because you deserve it? Well, instead of jealousy, envy, comparison, the solution is to study. Study their lives. Study their journey. Study the steps that they took to get there. Stop looking at people at the stage they're at right now. You have no idea what they've been through until you study. Consider, where did they start? Let's think about J.K. Rowling, the author of the Harry Potter series. From living on welfare to becoming a billionaire. After many rejections and many people telling her that her story of a stinking little wizard was terrible and was initially rejected 12 times. What about Oprah Winfrey's story? Who for the first six years of her life wore dresses made out of potato sacks and is now one of the most wealthy and powerful women in the world. What about singers like Shania Twain and Taylor Swift growing up poor, singing in small dive bars, taking sample CDs to every label possible for years, 
repeatedly told that their music was too common or not good enough. Yes, some people are born with a gold spoon in their mouth, right? But just as frequently, it's a started from the bottom and now we're here situation. Also, I got to shout out my friend Christina who called me out because on the previous minisodes a couple of weeks ago, I listed only men as examples. So I had today to kind of flip the script. I didn't even realize I did that. So ladies, you do rad stuff too. Uh, But the point is, we all have our stories, our struggles, our obstacles that life throws at us. But it's those who stop complaining about what is happening to them and they figure out how they can use those things as rocket fuel to unlock their true potential. So this week's weekly focus is when you see those crushing it in the areas that you want to crush it, when you see those people this week, And when you start to feel maybe a little bit of envy or jealousy comparison, maybe a lack of self-worth, study, study how they got there. Go back and see how they got there. Scroll down to their very first post. Go back and Google where they started. Listen to podcasts or read books on how they got to where they are right now. The more you study, the more you will be able to do what Bruce Lee said to do, to plan for success. He said, Absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is uniquely your own. When you study these people, absorb what they did that is useful for you. Reject what is useless and doesn't make sense for you, and add what is uniquely your own. This week's physical activity tip, one of my favorite biomechanic professionals, expert Kelly McGonigal, she talked about movement can help us combat stress and has the ability to literally change our mood and brain chemistry. Exercise helps you with stress both in the short term and changes your brain chemistry for more hope and more energy. And here's how. Long term, people who are regularly active, they actually change their brain structure and function in ways that teaches the brain how to be resilient to stress and more sensitive to experience of joy. That's crazy. I'm going to say that again. People who exercise long-term regularly change their brain structure and function in ways that teaches the brain how to be more resilient to stresses and more sensitive to the experiences that life has to offer as far as joy. You will increase your availability of dopamine and endocannabinoid and endorphin receptors. All that means is essentially your brain will be trained to realize oh wow, I can experience joy and meaning in life and hope and optimism. And I'm going to reinforce those feelings. So let's be ready for those things. Check this out. Your muscles are basically an endocrine organ. Your muscles are like the pancreas, which produces hormones that help aid in your digestion. Or like the hypothalamus, which plays a vital role in secreting hormones that helps with so many things like water regulation, sleep, temperature, appetite, even things like blood pressure. Muscle is an endocrine organ like your thyroid or your thymus or your adrenals, your pituitary glands. These organs help regulate many important things that are essential for your longevity and your health. Just in the last decade or so, we realized your muscle belongs in this category along with all those other organs as well. Your muscles will manufacture these little proteins and these little peptides into your bloodstream 
that affect every system in your body. Your muscles release these things into the bloodstream when you contract your muscles in a regular and continuous way. So really, any form of exercise, any form of movement will create this release. Some of these proteins and chemicals, which are called myokines, myokines, which simply mean set in motion by your muscles. Some of these things kill rogue cancer cells. What? Some of them reduce inflammation. Some are great for your immune function. Some are great for your cardiovascular health, and some of them help you regulate your blood sugar. That's incredible. So scientists right now are currently arguing that because of these myokines, this is the reason why exercise is so beneficial to our health. We know from long-term observational studies that those who exercise consistently throughout their lives have better health and longevity. But why? There are lots of reasons why this might be, and we've talked about them a lot on this podcast, but it's really, really cool to know that on a cellular level, we are slowly discovering the underlying mechanisms as to why. Even more fascinating is some of these myokines have their strongest effects on your brain. So let's say you go for a walk, or let's say you lift some weights. Your muscles are contracting and releasing, and when they do, they release these myokines, pumping these proteins and chemicals into your bloodstream, in which then they are able to cross the blood-brain barrier inside your brain. Then their primary effect is to act as an antidepressant and change the actual structure in your brain in ways that make you more resilient to stress. So cool. Whether we're talking changes to your hippocampus, where your memory is, or your prefrontal cortex, where all of our decision-making happens, exercise changes your brain's structure. Some of the first researchers who wrote about this, they actually called these myokines, quote-unquote, hope molecules. Hope molecules. Oh, I love that. It's like your muscles are manufacturing hope molecules when you exercise. How amazing is that? The idea that your muscles can manufacture antidepressants, and they will deliver them straight to your brain when you exercise. And it's all of your muscles as well. If you have an injured shoulder, guess what? Your legs will do it. Do you have a sprained ankle? Your arms can do it. You don't have arms or legs? Well, you can contract and brace your core muscles and it will work. If you can contract any muscles in your body, you can create these hope molecules that support your health of your brain. And it helps your brain's resilience as well. It's so incredibly simple and it's completely free. In Kelly McGonigal's book, The Joy of Movement, she covered the research around how being sedentary in itself will create low mood and symptoms of depression. How what we do pretty much every day, we sit in the same position or we stand in the same position, though that right there creates low mood and symptoms of depression. The study she referenced took people who were a little more active than the average American. These people averaged about 9,000 steps a day, which isn't a ton, but it's definitely more than what we average here in America and pretty much around the rest of the world. So these people in this study were not what we would call super exercises or anything like that, but they move about twice as much as Americans do, who average about 4,000 to 5,000 steps a day. So Americans average 4,000 to 5,000. These people that they were in the study were about double that, 9,000 steps a day. They asked these people to reduce their daily step count to match the average American, which is around that 4,000, 5,000 steps per day. So if they had a chance to choose to exercise deliberately, they told them not to do it. 
In this study, after about one week of reducing activity count, 88%, 88%, almost nine out of every 10 reported having symptoms of depression after one week. Almost all of them experienced less energy, more anxiety, and more stress. They even reported a 31% decrease in the meaning of life. That is insane. One week. You know what I always say? I say movement is life. Movement is life. Movement is engaging with life. If you stop moving and you start disengaging, then you're going to start disengaging with life. This study and others like it are suggesting that our current trajectory with our advances in technology and our increasing reliance on things that are automated, um, digital solutions, things we're right now embracing to help make our lives easier, that that lifestyle is becoming more prevalent around the world and could possibly be inducing depression and decrease in the satisfaction of life. We got to think about that a little bit. When you become less active, you are changing your metabolism. You're changing your brain. You're changing the chemistry and your mood in profound ways that are happening in your body. Want to feel better, perform better, live better? Then the answer is simple. You need to move more in ways that you enjoy. Yeah, not everyone loves running. Not everyone loves weight training. Not everyone loves exercising. But there's something out there that involves you moving your body that is fun for you. Maybe it's walking, dancing, hiking, swimming, climbing, playing games with your kids. I I saw this awesome post on Instagram the other day. It might be a little bit crazy, but this father was playing with his son And as his son was going across this jungle gym, his dad was climbing and doing pull-ups and playing with him. And the caption said something like, are you one of those parents that sits there on your phone while your kid plays at the playground? Or do you get involved? I thought that was so cool. Like, obviously I don't have kids, so I know that that one hour of them playing on the playground might be the only chance that you have of alone time. So I get it. There's pros and cons, but maybe it's not every time. Maybe it's some of the time. And can you make these things that you enjoy, can you make them preferably outside and preferably with the people you love and care about? That's what's going to make it stick. And that's what's going to have you enjoying all of these benefits that exercise offers to your brain. Moving on to this week's nutrition tip, eat foods that make you feel good so you can show up your best in this world, showing up for yourself, your friends and your family. This is so important. It's life. I heard Lori Harder, who is a famous podcaster on her podcast, Earn Your Happy, episode 795. She said, it is irresponsible to our partners in life to not give the best of us. It is irresponsible to our children to not be somewhat available for them in a way that we are excited about. It's irresponsible to our friends to not show up in a way that really adds to the friendship. And I thought this went perfectly with this week's quote. It starts with you. If you feel better, you are able to show up better in all aspects of your life. But how do we start with us? Well, with nutrition, eat foods that make you feel good. Yes, everyone is different, but it all starts in our gut. The state of our gut is so important for the state of our overall health. What can contribute to poor gut health? Well, 
antibiotics. When I was younger, I got pumped full of antibiotics. I can't even imagine what that did inside of me. Antibiotics is like dropping a nuke to your gut microbiome. Birth control. I feel for the ladies that are on this birth control that just makes them feel terrible. But what are the alternatives? Is there ways for you to be able to counteract that or different ways to go about what you're trying to do? Antibiotics, birth control, a diet high in, in inflammatory foods like refined carbohydrates, sugar, processed foods, or highly processed seed oils. Also, things like chronic stress in your life can contribute to poor gut health. The state of your gut isn't just related to digestive symptoms either. You could feel fatigue. Do you have acne? It could be a part of that. Insomnia, low mood, maybe difficulty in losing weight. These are just a few of some symptoms that could be related to your gut. So how do we fix our gut? First, we want to ditch any inflammatory foods. The diet Whole30 is one of the only diets that I think is great because it's something that will help eliminate all of the, the bad stuff at first, and then you can slowly start to add it back in. Really, it's just a way for you to test how foods react in you. So if you're someone that's looking for some sort of diet and you haven't found anything, maybe check out the Whole30 diet. Try it for a month and then start adding things back in and just be aware what things don't agree with you. It could be like the one thing that you love the most, but it makes you feel terrible. So that could be something that you need to cut out. Uh, we could also get rid of gluten, dairy, soy, hydrogenated oils, refined carbohydrates, of course, and refined sugars. Those you should limit anyway. Here are some great options to start with, at least, to help build a base of good gut bacteria. Fermented foods do a really good job here. So things like kimchi, kefir. I myself, I prefer yogurt. That's at the top of my list. Tempeh. Apple cider vinegar, sauerkraut, miso, and then one of the things that I also love is kombucha. You just have to be careful with kombucha because when you look at the facts, the nutrition label on a kombucha, you will see so much sugar. <laughs> Some of them are just a bunch of added sugar, so you just got to be careful. Uh, there's different ways for you to make your own kombucha as well, which is really sweet. Some of my friends do that, and I think those are the best kinds, but when you see the ones that are loaded with sugar, maybe a hack would be to split up your kombucha and drink one half one day and then wait another day and, and drink the second half the next day or just break it up like that. Research has linked a healthy gut to a strong immune system, which is so important right now. Also improved mood, lower rates of obesity and lower risk of diabetes. The more diverse, the better for our bodies. So this week, let's see if we can try to incorporate at least one of these items, fermented foods or whatever, and see if you could put it into your diet at least two times next week, because it's going to start with us. And lastly, this week's recommendation is to listen to On Purpose podcast with Jay Shetty. I am like on a Jay Shetty kick right now. He just released an episode called Six Ways Successful People Spend Their Time Instead of Wasting It. It was released on November 5th, 2021. And I'll include the link of it, this episode, in the description of the mini-sode. But the episode, Jay Shetty talks about the mindset of successful people and how differently they approach challenges and hardships. It, it, the description reads, successful people have said that there is no secret to success. Partly true. Most successful people invest their time and energy on working hard and taking risks. They dedicate their life to achieving their goals, but 
hard work isn't everything. Success also involves learning the skills more successful people have, understanding the path that they took to get where they are, and gaining new knowledge and insights about their reality. So I listened to this episode, and that was really what gave me the motivation for this week's weekly focus. I really highly recommend you checking it out. And that's it, my friends, for this week's Growth Minisode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories when you learn something from studying someone instead of feeling envy. Post a video of you moving your body to support your brain. Or share how you used food to heal your gut. And make sure you tag me and share the journey. And let me know if you have any suggestions or tips that will help your Live in the Dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. I will be right here with you working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.